Hey there! Thank you for tuning in to Trans Planar RPG! We are an all-transgender, people-of-color-led, 100% homebrew, Dungeons & Dragons 5th edition livestreamed actual play campaign set in an original, non-colonial, anti-orientalist world. I am your Game Master, Connie, my pronouns are they, he, and she, and this is my cast. My name is C, I use they, them pronouns, and I play Okahaye, an Osmar blood hunter slash monster hunting expert. I'm Erica, and I play v Shurzo, your lovable elf sorcerer slash charlatan with draconic ancestry. My name is Lyra, and I use they-she pronouns. I play Manaya Wairua, a half-orc fighter with a sailing background. I'm Max, my pronouns are they-them, and I play Dewey Quirk, an Aarakocra artificer and researcher on the run from his former employers at the Ohanahi Research Laboratory. You can support Transplaner RPG by pledging to our Patreon. Patrons get early access to episodes, character sheets, high-res assets, and much, much more. As a heads up, this podcast is stitched together from the video of our Twitch streams. I promise the audio quality improves as we upgrade our gear, and I'm so excited for you to listen to this campaign. You can also support us by giving us a five-star rating on Apple Podcasts. This helps immensely with getting new listeners to find us. So, with that out of the way, here are the content warnings for this episode. Violence, gore, depression, grief, death of loved ones, monsters, body horror, cults, references to human sacrifice, panic attacks, civil unrest, rioting, rabid behavior, mental instability, bloodletting, and zombies. Arc 1, Episode 11 In Pieces Yet at Peace From page 61 of Yesterday I Was the Moon by Noor Unahar We begin, as always, with a gift from me to you The jaguar eating the deer The insects turning into other insects Trees sprouting from the hollow of other trees The forest is a place where things change. Even the youth, suspended in canopy for a lifetime, face cracked open with surprise until their body ragdolls against the leaves and their chest spills. The forest holds its breath, waiting for the curtain to fall or maybe to rise. Emerging from the youth, bathed in blood, radiant and grim, Something their sisters don't remember. Your face stricken like lightning, gasping, storming yourself to life. You were an antler's width from nightfall. How the grove leans away from you, marveling, terrified, the mother who cannot recognize her own child, turning them away at the threshold. All life has a price. All blood comes from somewhere. Who did you kill to become exactly who you are? And we're going to start the session with Oka uh, and Manaya. The two of you stand as we left you in episode 10 in quite a predicament. I would say, before you, this monstrous being, this face stealer, uh, with its long giraffe-like neck, 
spurting blood just mere moments ago in the middle of this cheering, raucous arena of bloodthirsty audience members. Now, from the stump, the bloodied, blackened stump of its neck that Manaya, you hewed off with the assistance of this huge, muscular drow woman and, of course, Oka, our awesome, our blood hunter, out sprouts a second head with a different face and the three men who were unfortunately killed you see their faces appear on this creature's body and now Manaya standing there in shock Oka gripping your sword your Dao what do the two of you do it is currently Manaya's turn damn I wasn't prepared to go first uh <laughs> the ch- chopped off head is it still moving it seems to be immobile you see it like twitching a couple times Maybe in, like, the death spasms? I'll attempt to cut off a leg. Okay, make an attack roll. Uh, Manaya, as you surge forward with your axe swinging, just so you know, Oka, it is your turn next. What do you do? Oka is hovering a few feet in the air. I would like to use my Hunter's Bane to try to recall any information about how to fight regenerative monsters, because I know this isn't the first regenerative monster Oka has probably seen. So why don't you make an intelligence check? Devin, what did you get for your attack roll? Uh, 17 for my first attack. That is sufficient. Roll damage on your first attack. Okay, what did you get? A 17. A 17. Uh, yes, fighting regenerative monsters, there is usually some kind of weakness in the regeneration. You remember, hydras, you have to cauterize the wound or attack them with fire. Uh, based on how this thing has been reacting, fire might be a way to go. I'm not sure if any of you have... Well, you did use fire, actually, when you attacked it. But it, the the blow that that hewed its its neck off, I, uh, I forget if it was made with fire. It was with the axe, exactly. So that wasn't able to cauterize it, if if that is even what will cause it to stop regenerating. Though you also do notice this thing looks pretty shaky, like it's on its last legs. Uh, No pun intended, given Manaya's attempts right now. Um, The fact that it was like absorbing these three men's faces and their life force probably means it's pretty low on whatever health it has. And it only has the one neck. Uh, so presumably if you attack other limbs, other parts of its body, it won't regenerate. It seems to primarily come from the neck. That's what you can tell with your 17. Manaya, what'd you roll for damage? 15. Uh, you, you hack one of its, its claw-like feet off, and the crowd goes wild as the, the foot just skitters across the arena, and more jet black blood sort of gushes from the stump. And this creature lets out a human-like wail as the various uh, wrinkled faces on its twisting, pallid, skin-like body begin to, to writhe in agony. Uh, do you have a second attack, Manaya? I do. Go for uh, it. Just going down the line. Next going down leg. the line. Next leg. Make an attack roll. And Oka, what are you doing? Oka's gonna uh, shout. Take its faces off, all of them, all the faces, take them off. Since the head is probably the tallest one that most people won't be able to get to, they're going to go for that one. Just gonna attack with sword. Go for it, make an attack roll. Uh, Devin, what did you get for yours? 16 to hit. All right, roll damage. And C, let me know, uh, Oka. 18 for the first one, and oh, balls. <laughs> oh, I'm balls. Gonna, I'm gonna use another of my inspirations. Okay, you, ha- you, you don't have any left now. Okay. Oh, oh, that's a 19 balls. damage. Would I have time to like pivot around and yeah. go for one of the faces? You have time. Okay. We'll okay, you go for one of the faces. You twist around and you shave off one of the faces from its body. Shave. Basically, you're like flaying it. Uh, you flay the face off and you swear, Manaya, as that face comes off and there's a chorus of humanly wails, you swear to Mahu that you hear this face peel off. You hear it, thank you, uh, as the face comes off and it falls onto the ground, revealing like black 
a flesh underneath. And something else very interesting. Instead of just flesh, uh, you see an indentation, almost like a pouch going in that was there behind the face. Make an Arcana check for me, Manaya, and Oko, what did you get for your attack roll? My first attack roll was an 18, my second one was a 12. Eight, they hit, uh, your your first one hits, your second one would not. Okay. You can try to spend, you have nine points of collective inspiration, you can try to spend one if you want. Yeah, what the hell? Go for it. So make it another attack roll. Manaya, okay, what did you get for your Arcana check? Manaya is not familiar with magic, so I rolled a six, and I don't think I'm going to re-roll that one. Sounds good. Something feels off. That's all you can really feel with, with a six for your Arcana. See, what did you get on your re-roll? Uh, I got a natural 18. A natural 18? That is more than sufficient. Roll damage. Are you attacking the face with both of them? If the first one comes off, I'll go to the second one. Okay. Yeah. Manaya, you see, this is actually very similar to the sack that y'all took from that scorpion creature that attacked you at camp uh, on your way to Dabathati, this capital of the Republic of Talmud, where you currently are. See, what did you get? 13 points of piercing damage, five points of radiant damage. I fucking forgot that when I, I have my radiant soul on, I do extra radiant damage. You gotta remember uh, five that. Five points of radiant damage and three points of fire damage. Okay, yeah, you take its face off. You just shear it off and it flies. And just like Manaya, you swear, you hear a voice coming from this, this thing's mouth as it falls, flies through the air, uh, a thank you, a whispered gratitude as you free it from its chain of suffering, being stitched onto this monster. Uh, and yeah, similar to Manaya, right there, floating, floating in the air, you see like a, instead of just like a, a flesh, you see an indentation and a sack behind where the face is. M make an arcana check for me before you resolve your second attack roll. Only a 10. Uh, yeah, something is off. Here, for sure, it's similar to the feeling you got when you slew the Coedo uh, at its behest. And you can assume, based on what you learned from Dr. Eluso, you know, even with a 10, that there was presumably a soul inside this satchel that has just been released and has is gone now oh, forever. It's gone, gone. It's gone. It's gone, gone. That's the wrongness. It's gone. It's, it's left. But it's not in the bag? It, well, you open the bag. You okay. slice the face off, you open the bag. Basically, this face with the tent seemed to have been acting as a stopper of sorts, a vestibule, and now it's it's just the neck that's open and f Oh, okay, goes, oh, fuck, don't chop the faces off! Don't chop them off! Just kill it, just kill it! Fuck! Uh, Oka's actually gonna, uh, I would forego my sec my extra attack if, if this would take too long, but I think Oka wants to stick their hand into the bag instead. Actually, just like uh, jab their sword into the face so they can hold on and like stick their hand in to see if they can grab anything in there. Okay, uh, you reach your hand inside, it feels empty. The question is, can you grab a soul? You, you can't do that right now at your power level and with the abilities you have. I'm just gonna straight up tell you. Uh, okay, you reach inside, you don't seem to scoop anything, it feels empty. There's like an end. There is an end. You sort of scrape the end of a fleshy soul bag. Can I still use my extra attack? Yeah, uh, I mean, it, and it still hits, so you can roll damage too. Just tell me where you're hitting it. Uh, Oka's gonna take their hand out and put their sword in. And just jab it? Okay, roll damage. Nine points of piercing damage, five points of radiant damage, and three points of fire damage. That is gonna be enough to kill this thing. Uh, so Oka, tell me, how do you kill it? Uh, like, they pull their hand out, they fly back one beat, they put the hilt of their sword against their chest, and they go as far in as they can. Okay, uh, you in just- the, In the hole that's already there. Cool. You just, you drive your dog just down that, that tunnel of its neck, and you split this thing open, and it, it dies in an explosion of black gore and keening voices. 
But the most horrifying thing about this thing's death is that when it actually drops to what legs remains and falls onto its huge, hulking, wrinkled side, the faces continue to wail, even as the body becomes immobile. As soon as this thing drops to its knees and falls over, the stadium just erupts in raucous cheering. You hear the announcer. His voice had sort of faded out for y'all, and in the heat of battle, you weren't really listening to what this this guy was saying. But you could hear him go, and the winner, the newcomers. No one knows who either uh, uh, three of these people are, but they've won. They've beaten the face stealer. Holy bananas. Uh, as just everyone is just screaming. You see even a few people, like, they're, they're pumping their fists. A few particularly excited attendees are waving their masks in the air and covering their faces, right? Because they have nothing else to wave. Or waving handkerchiefs. Everyone is just going buck wild. And in this moment of, of odd, vicious, violent victory, what do the two of you do? Okay, it's gonna continue to be in the air for a moment. Are we still wearing our masks? I can't remember. Yeah, you're still wearing your like kind of like crappy masks that Manaya made. Oka's gonna pull their mask down like to their to their neck and look around and just like look look for Ravi. Okay, make a perception check, Manaya. Manaya's gonna watch Oka. She's kind of lost. Okay. What did you get, Oka? 23. 23. You look around the stadium at all these cheering masked faces. Again, masks would make it really, really hard for you to tell if Ravi is even in the audience. You see a few hobgoblins, you know, that you think could maybe fit her stature. Um, but either like the, the, the size, the height is wrong or the hair is wrong. None of these are Ravi. You don't seem to find her, actually. But you do see a part of the gate open, two, two gates open. The edge of the arena itself and also one of the iron gates on one of the the ends of the oval of the arena, let's say. You hear a groaning of steel and chains clinking against chains as the portcullis opens. And a bunch of people like rush out, you know, like the same jockeys as earlier. They rush out with like their, their like sticks and hoops on the ends of sticks and they begin to like lash the hoops onto the ends of the limbs and the neck. And they start to drag this, this uh, creature back into the depths of the arena. And the other part of the uh, wall that opened, coming out surrounded by bodyguards, uh, by muscular men and women alike, standing in the middle is Lady Saram, dressed in her sort of like petticoat, like this frilly sort of pink uh, gothic lolita outfit, wearing her little parasol. And you see her, she's wearing an eye patch on one of her eyes, and she's smiling very, very wide at the three of you, uh, you, Manaya, you, Oka, and the drow woman, who is now leashed her whip back and has put it back against her hip. Um, And Lady Saram, she sort of walks forward, accompanied by no fewer than six bodyguards all around her, who sort of like stand like men in black style, you know, flanking. Um, And she she lifts up a hand and the stadium like quiets down. Wow. Her her black teeth glistening, this half-elf. Girl, woman. That was, that was quite the show. I'm very impressed by the three of you. I've never seen anything like that. What are your names? Oka is going to come back uh, and land next to Manaya. And they're, they're all the time kind of like glancing at where they're taking the monster. They're like glancing over their shoulder. And they give like a half, uh, like halfway remark. They're like, uh, Oka. Oka, and you? Manaya shakes her head. She's like, Manaya. Manaya, and you? Uh, and the large drow woman just sort of looks her up and down and says, 
Rev. Oka, Manaya, Rev, I have a once-in-a-lifetime opportunity for the three of you, let's say. I would love to sponsor you three as the new champions of the pits. What do you say? Where's that going? Where is that thing going? Oh, the face stealer? We're seeing if it's still alive, uh, and then we're going to dispose of the body. There's still souls in it. Excuse me? Extract them? Uh, so this is not common knowledge uh, that these yeah. creatures contain souls at all. So what you're saying uh, makes her look really, like, kind of confused. Oh, yeah. Souls? What do you mean by that? Are you referring to the faces? I mean, if you'd like to keep them as trophies, I suppose I can't say no to our new champions shaving the rest of them off. That's, uh, that's not what I mean, but I don't think that, uh, you're not going to dispose of it right away, right? Well, not immediately, no. We're probably going to keep them back in, you know, put it back in the cage and make sure it doesn't come back to life. That's happened a few times with these monsters, actually, and we're, we're trying to avoid that situation as much as we can, but... Rest assured, the best of our guild are keeping a staunch eye upon the monster, and then, yes, we shall kill it. Get rid of it. Dispose of the body. Uh, Oka puts a hand on Manaya's elbow, you know, like gestures toward where they're taking the body. But they're not, they're not very charismatic, so I don't think this is a... They're uh, talking out of this is not going to go well for us, so they're going to try to stay a little bit quieter. Manaya's still a bit shaken. So she, she looks at Oka and is like, like shakes her head. Well, I know it can be overwhelming uh, to think about my proposition surrounded by so many adoring fans, so why don't the three of you accompany me back to my office? We can talk about this in privacy. Fine. Very well. Smart. Follow me. And Lady Saram turns and the bodyguard sort of like heard you back uh, toward where she came. And with that... We transition to Dewey. You stand in the middle of a uh, interdimensional pocket, a pocket dimension. You sit uh, on top of a pile of invisible crates alone in this vast, ceilingless, wallless room. Your sword sort of twirling lazily and a little um, above you. What do you do? Uh, can I see a door? Uh, you look around, make a perception check for me, please. 13. As you look around, I would like you to roll a d6 for me. I thought they were gonna say d1000 again, and I was like, <laughs> no. Right. I am so tempted to just bust another. Uh, bust a move. I got a six. <laughs> Dewey, are you staying on top of your crate? You're not moving? Uh, I wanna, yes, go about the door before I start. Okay, so uh, sort of on this mini, mini mountain, let's say, you're looking around, you hear your so your sword in your mind go, that was fun! We should do that again! I had a lot of fun. Did you have fun? No. No? <laughs> why, why not? You did okay. Uh, oh, just you did okay? Well. You did well. Re uh, really? We'll, we'll work on it, yeah. Oh, Here, there's... Uh, come, come back. There's room okay. for improvement? I'm not just perfect already? Without trying? There's always... Uh, come back here. And he reaches out his hand. Oh, okay. But I, I did I did good overall, right? Like, at least a B plus. Yeah, I'd say that. Yay! B plus! Uh, and the sword whirls around and... Uh, with your praise, uh, unlike anything before, your praise seems to be working instead of scalding, scolding. It whirls around and... It sheaths itself. 
happily for now. And with a 13 and a 6, you see a door suddenly open from nothingness. A door, uh, maybe let's say like 60 feet away from you, not in the same position where you came in, like like a a different area uh, of this extra dimensional pocket. Uh, And as it opens, you hear a voice kind of go, just one moment, I'll check in the back. And you see a large kind of like a panda-like person dressed in the silver and blue robes uh, that indicate the kingdom of too long strides in and she is chewing on on a, a sprig of tobacco doesn't seem to see you immediately but he leaves the door open and beyond the door with a 13 you can see what appears to be like a shop a bustling shop like the back the back of like a counter and like people inside you know and starts like rifling through like some of the boxes and then goes wait now where did it hold on and she looks around and sees that like a lot of it is invisible or rather doesn't see and then her, her eyes go up to you as she freezes. I got lost. Uh, and then he beelines for the door. Oh, what, what, what? Are you going to fly? Tell me how you beeline. You know, like, climb her down the pile of boxes. and then You're not going like, to fly? <laughs> Do it, you can fly. Okay, fine. Uh, you clamber down the boxes, and you start you start hoofing it toward the door. And she goes, oh, oh hold on, hold on. And she holds, you know, like, she throws out a big panda bear arm. And she goes, slow down there, kid. What do you mean you got lost? Dude, was it Omar? Who? Oh, I guess not. How did you get in here? This place is restricted. Only we, only the shopkeeps can come in here. I got in through that. And he points behind him at the where the door he came in was. Ah, uh, the doors shift all the time. Do you remember who it was? If it wasn't Omar, could it have been Kahula? Wara? Amara? Can I just go... Uh, where'd you come from, kid? This is probably isn't where you're, you want to be. This is Dokao. Huh? The capital of Toulong? Look, kid, you're real lucky you ran into me, Miss Pow Pow of everyone, okay? Pow Pow the Panda Bear. Uh, you're really lucky you ran into me because I'm the most forgiving of the five of us, okay? So just tell me, who let you in or who did you... I'm not going to get mad. I'll just help you find home. I came from uh, Amara's. Amara, so that's got to be Dabathati, right? Yeah. (sighs) Okay, well just, I'll be just another moment. Uh, She sort of calls toward the door and she brings out a a big keychain with five keys on it, each a different color. She she takes out the red one. She starts uh, going over toward, like she starts walking. She says, well, follow me. Uh, She goes over to like a, a blank area of space and she goes, I think it's over. I'm not quite, yeah, here it is. And she seems to fit the key into like a non-existent keyhole and turn. Just, just like she's doing it into air. But then you hear a lock click. And then like the seam, seams of light appear and it, forming a doorway. She says, okay, well, here you go. And she start, opens the door. Uh, but as, she, as she's doing it, she says, Amara let you in? Really? Why? Well, I, I don't know. You should check on Amara, though. Uh... Oh, we, we do have a, a board meeting coming up. I guess I'll talk to her about it. Is she trying to run one of those, like, valued customer programs again, where she gives you a tour of the back room and... Yeah, that was it. I was in it for the... Uh, I was back here for the rewards. Huh. And she just uh, left you here? That doesn't I seem like it. her. I, I don't know where she is. Um. Uh, see, I was trying to tell Omar this space is unstable. Any of us could end up anywhere. Flying out in the astral sea? Well, okay. Just don't... I leave. Uh, oh, oh, bye! Uh, and you leave. Uh, you leave through this door, you close it, and you're back in the shop. You're back in Amara's arcane armor and ammunition. It's closed. It's dark now. 
you're behind the counter and the door swings shut behind you and you hear a lock click. What do you do? Can I look for extra sets of keys behind the counter? Yeah, make an investigation roll as you start. You look around, you're, you're alone. There is like a big, like wide bay windows though that, that lead right into the shop. So there's still people like walking up and down the street. So why don't you roll, uh, what'd you get for your investigation roll? 13. 13, are you trying to conceal your movements from the people walking up and down the street? Uh, or are you trying to act like you, you belong here? Yeah, I'm the shopkeeper. Okay, make a charisma deception check. Oh, performance. Wait. Performance check for me. Is my pass without trace still active? Oh, I guess it is, yeah. So you can roll stealth instead if you wanted to and get a plus 10 bonus to that. Uh, yeah, I will take that as a stealth roll. Okay, what'd you get? That is, that is a 26. A 26, okay, and a 13. No one seems to, no one even looks at you, right? As they're passing, passing through the street, walking, and you sort of rifle through. You find like ledgers, you find quills, uh, bottles of ink, written in Talmadi, so you wouldn't understand it. But you recognize the script. Yeah, there just seem to be like ledgers, notes, quills. You don't see keys or anything like that, but you do see a hook that doesn't have anything hanging off of it. Presumably, the myriad when impersonating Amara, you're not sure where the real Amara is, or if, or if Amara is the myriad and has just been running the long con, you're not sure. Uh, <laughs> uh, presumably, the myriad has the keys. Well, shit. Can I get out of the store? You can try. Uh, you hop over the counter, you go toward the door, and yeah, it doesn't seem to be locked from the inside. I'm out of here. Cool. The door swings shut behind you, uh, and you are out of there. Where do you go, Dewey? Did the others tell me where they were going? Uh, y'all just said you were going to meet up for dinner, the same place where you split, kind of in the middle of Soraksha, the district of shops. I think we, I think we probably told each other where we were going, though. Mm-hmm. What time? Is it close to dinner time? Got maybe an hour left. Okay. I'm just going to pull my head up and, like, duck through the crowds, like, weaving, head back to where we said we were going to. And you just going to wait there? You're not going to do a little bit more investigating, check out the library, maybe, a bookstore? I've, I've had enough for one day. You've had enough adventure for one Dewey day, has. great. Dewey yeah. is done. Dewey, you weave through the crowds, you're not even looking, like, the smell of, like, various street vendors with their grilled meats and vegetables and whatnot, um, the smell of, like, delicious falafels going doesn't really entice you. You're done. Uh, and you stop by where y'all said you were gonna meet. Where did y'all say you were gonna meet up again? I assume either in the main fountain by where the Soraksha was or, um, or at the miner's hut. I'm happy to let Dewey decide, though. Uh, minor set? Okay, great. So you, you go away from the shops. You leave these crowded, bustling shops behind. You cross the stone bridges over the various rivers that sort of flow from big waterfalls in this cavernous city. And you f- eventually make your way back to the miner's hut. As you approach the, the f- like sort of low fence of where the mines are, you hear a commotion. Something seems to be off. The, there aren't guards by where they usually are posted at all. In fact, everyone seems to be huddled by one of the entrances. Uh, there's a big crowd that's formed and like some shouting and like, ooh, oh, you know, like how crowds do that. Uh, I'm going to try and I'm like craning my neck to he's short. So that's going to go over well. Just try I... to see what's going on without getting closer. Okay. You can't really because you're short and it's far away. Uh... Don't forget you can fly. I know. I'm just trying to stay under the Okay, I'm going to float up a little bit just so I can see over people's heads. Okay, you flap your wings a few times and you, you flutter into the air and you look down at the center of what all the commotion, all the hubbub is about. And you see uh, there are several guards who are wrestling uh, with miners, a couple of miners who look rabid. 
Their eyes are like just wide with, with fury. They're wielding pickaxes. Some of them are just <laughs> like snapping with their jaws. Um, they're just, they're swinging wildly. They seem to be in a frenzy. And like the, the guards are, are like shouting at them like, hey, put that down. What's gone into you? Uh, and like are trying to calm them down. And the crowd is comprised of miners and, and, and alike who are all like whispering to each other. And they like collectively take steps back as like the, the frenzy seems to grow. That's scary. Uh, I don't think Tui does not have the capacity to deal with something more scary, something else that's scary. So he's gonna he's gonna take a pit stop, uh, maybe wash off in the waterfall because the myriad maybe called him stinky, uh, and she just like clear his head. Okay, um, you're gonna leave the mines. You're gonna see that. Be like, nope, and leave and turn back the way you came. Yeah. Okay. Dewey, you see this, you're like, I'm not going to get involved. And you turn around and you fly back toward where one of the waterfalls is. Yeah, the waterfalls are used for, like, communal bathing sometimes. You know, you can just go in, you can get water, it's good for cleaning, drinking, good for, you know, washing washing your laundry as well. You see, like, a sign put up in various languages that says, don't worry if you see someone, you know, washing their dirty laundry here. The water is magically enchanted, so you can both clean your dirty laundry and drink. Tell me how you how you clean yourself, Dewey. This is, oh god, um, just like splashing little bits of water, like I'll step in and like start splashing little bits of water, but at least emerging. Okay, you splash water, are you taking your clothes off or are you going like? Oh, this is, no, I'm not going to take my clothes off. Okay, you're just going to take a depression bath, let's say. Uh, you, you splash the water onto your feathers and you sort of, you're, you're cleaning yourself off. Uh, there's like a couple of other people around who are either like grabbing water for like boiling stew later or like cleaning their, their laundry. No one really spares you a second glance around this pool that the waterfall is gushing down in. And then you step in and you douse yourself in the water, uh, hoping to clean yourself both physically but also spiritually perhaps and mentally where do you leave your sword maybe slung over a rock like next to the water you sling your sword over a rock and you step into the water and as you step into the water dewey v you step across the threshold in the basement of the orphanage uh where the children of the chrysalis what you assume is a cult that worships this entity called the chrysalis are housed you have just defeated with Fireball, no less, a bunch of skinless, bipedal, chicken-like mon- monstrosities. And now this fleshy, kind of doughy priest is leading you past a sliding, you know, stone door down a darkened tunnel. This priest whose likeness you imitated, but instead of being affronted, he seemed simply impressed. You follow him now, uh, your minor illusion echoing your footsteps, one, one pair in front of where you actually are standing, holding aloft a, a, a torch illuminated with light. Otherwise, it's complete pitch darkness. Which is kind of weird that this man was just walking around in darkness. Um, you walk down the tunnel. As you walk, what do you do? Can I see, like, the walls, or is this... I mean, we're still, like, in a hallway-ish type situation, right? It's narrowed. Uh, the corridor you were in before was pretty wide to have, like, be lined with cages. Uh, this one is, like, maybe mm. half the width. Okay. And it just seems, like, ro- right. roughly hewn. I'm gonna ask him, how long have you been with the chrysalis? Oh, I have been with the chrysalis for as long as, hmm, maybe a little after the chrysalis was formed. So was this uh, immediately before or after the catastrophe? The catastrophe. The cataclysm, the vanishing. 
There are many names for what happened here. I don't see it as a catastrophe, V. I see it as a reckoning, an opportunity, a new world. What do you think? You know, in my line of work, I am always looking for new opportunities, so I agree completely with you. This is an opportunity for us to perhaps do some interesting things in a new world. I believe you and the Imago will get along famously. Uh, and he pauses at the end of the tunnel. Um, there's like a couple of offshoots. There's one like leading to the left, one leading to the right, and one leading straight ahead. And he goes, brace yourself. Uh, and he continues walking straight ahead. You follow? Um, yeah, I follow. Okay. You glance at the other two, remembering that they're there. And you follow this man, this priest, this shakor, as he introduced himself. And at the end of the, the tunnel, extends maybe another 20, maybe 30 feet, um, and ends in a door. Uh, kind of like a, a plain wooden door. A sigil is carved into the wood of it. Uh, the sigil of the chrysalis, a chrysalis, the symbol. Um, and Shakur turns the knob and opens it and just gestures for you to go in first. But as he turns around, he looks a little surprised uh, that you're farther behind than he thought you were. Hmm, perhaps a trick of the tunnel. Go on in. The Imago is waiting. As I pass, I will say to him, no tricks of tunnel, friend. It's all your friend V, and I walk in. It's an office. Kind of uh, like a spherical with a rounded ceiling. Fairly large for an office, not as big as Sievert's, but still pretty spacious. Uh, decorated in a way that is bare, uh, but stylish. There's a rug on the ground, an owlbear rug and a, a big, beautiful kind of black wooden desk and like some shelves lined with books and scrolls, as well as like uh, torches lighting the walls. And sort of standing behind the desk, reading a scroll, uh, is a man. in kind of um, like actually very like a uh, humble, like kind of nondescript robes. A man with pale skin and kind of like blonde hair, gelled in a very particular, like very like neat, like parted in three-fourths part, combed backward, like perfectly. Uh, but his, his back's to you, so you can't see the rest of his face. Uh, he stands at maybe only like 5'10", 5'11", but there's something in the way that he holds himself that makes you think he, he's maybe, he, he considers himself an important person. And as you step across the threshold, he goes, ah, and he lowers the scroll and turns around. Uh, and you see a very handsome man uh, with a very symmetrical face. Um, like a very perfect face, actually, uh, with these, these bright blue eyes. He could be anywhere between 20 and 60 years old. You can't place him. You, you know, like one of those faces. He lowers the scroll and he says, uh, you must be V. Come in. Have a seat. Yes. And he gestures I... toward the uh, chair across his desk. All right, I will go to it, and uh, I believe you are to be Mr. Imago. Oh, please, call me Adam. He makes, like, a, a gesture, and the, you see Shakur sort of close the door behind you. Shakur doesn't enter, and you assume stands outside the door. Before I sit down, can I just... Would it be probably, like, an arcane check on the chair at all? Like, just to see if, if it's, like, enchanted or, like, it's going to, like, spring to life and, and trap you. Yeah, make an arcana check on the chair. How are you making this check? I'm going to walk up to it and just sort of like, just admire it as if like, you know, as if this is a gold throne that's made out of like so expensive. And I'm just like, oh dear. Um, I'm going to use a point of inspiration actually. Okay. Personal, right? Yep. Well, you personal. have three, so you're good. 
And now I have a 22, so a good roll. Okay, Arcana check. Uh, it seems to be a regular chair. doesn't seem to be oh, enchanted yeah. in any way. As you're, like, marveling at it, uh, he sort of smiles and waits for you to sit. And when you have sat down, uh, he says, you don't have to worry about anything in here. I'm not here to trick you, V. I'm here to have a conversation. I would abs- I've been dying to have a conversation ever since I heard about your little outfit here. Back in what, like episode three? <laughs> it's finally yes. paying off. It's happening, guys. <gasps> Stay calm. Yes. It's happening. <gasps> Adam just sort of smiles and uh, he pulls out a piece of parchment and a quill. He says, do you mind if I take notes? Go for it. Wonderful. So you spoke with Balraj, one of our children, a couple weeks ago. From what I hear, that's how you found out about us, isn't it? Yeah, I was traveling on my way to take care of some business, and uh, I heard the words of the chrysalis being spoken by your friend Balraj, and I made a promise that as soon as I was able, I would come check you all out, have a fun, and come see what you're all about. Why? Oh, let's just say that... As I was saying to your friend Shakur out there that I am an opportunist. When I see a good opportunity, I want to uh, extend an open hand and perhaps see how my business and your business may benefit each other. Uh, He scribbles something down. Surely a woman of your talents has plenty of opportunities elsewhere. There's plenty of money, gold, fame to be had outside of a cult, or so we are called, uh, shunned by the people we seek to help. We're kind of a work in progress. Why us? Seems like a lot of work for very little reward. Well, that's because I see that perhaps the things that I want could help benefit you and turn the chrysalis from being perceived as cult to perhaps the way that life should be from now on. You're attracted to works in progress? Let's just say that I see things that need a little help. And of course, of course, I'm a woman you just described. You know, I could get money, but perhaps in this endeavor and the things that I want, um, maybe for the first time, money's not the most important thing. He writes that down. So what do you want? Uh, Before I tell you what I want, uh, do you know of our friend Sievert Rathbone in town here? Runs a guild. Rathstone, but Rathbone is also a really cool last name, and I'm going to yoink and steal that for later. Uh, His (laughs) brother, Beavert Rathbone. (laughs) Uh, Adam says, I'm aware of Mr. Rathstone, as is everyone who lives here. Why do you ask? I believe, based on previous encounters with Mr. Rathstone, that he is perhaps the most dangerous opposition to your wonderful teachings gaining a higher stake in Andake. What makes you say that? Trust me, Sievert is not one who is satisfied ever in his current position of power, and if he sees you as threat, he will come for you and he will destroy you. You seem to have a personal history with this Mr. Rathstone. Oh, believe me, I will... Not shy away from the fact that he has stolen everything from me uh, many years ago. Ah, so is that what you want? For us to help you with your vendetta against this Wrathstone? If you help me take care of Mr. Sievert Wrathstone, 
then I have an idea of a way that we could perhaps boost the chrysalis from perceived cult to the heroes of Dabathati. And I assume your idea, you'll only tell me if I agree. Let's just say that me and my friends, my party that I'm with, we have plans to help the mining situation in this town. And we are very fierce warriors and talented, unbelievably. We have already shown that these new creatures after, you could call it the, the reckoning, you could call it the catastrophe, you could call it whatever, the, whatever you want to call it. There are now creatures doing wild things in the mines and we are set to help the miners clear it out. But we may need, I've seen how gifted your healers are and perhaps if we could borrow one in our journey that uh, we could give credit to the chrysalis for how one, if we could not have done it without the wonderful power of the chrysalis, it'd be a great PR movement. You would be seen as one of the allies instead of one of the enemies. Uh, Adam nods slowly and is stroking his chin, thinking your offer over. He's nodding to himself and he's, he basically, as you were talking, he was writing the entire time. And he says, that is quite a generous and intelligent offer, V. I must say I'm very impressed by all the thought you've put into this. I am inclined to accept your proposition, but please, for the sake of my own curiosity, if nothing else, why are you investigating the mines? Well, you know, uh, we are a collection of travelers from all over, and some of us have had dealings in Dabathati, and we are, I will say, as a collective, uh, invested in helping, you know, for personal reasons. We believe that the people in the mines who are risking everything for the supposed greater good uh, deserve to be protected more than anything else in this city, and... Um, you know, it's just the right thing to do. You know, I believe in doing the right thing. I see. And uh, your party, uh, the Arakokra, the half-orc seems to be from Uhanahi, I believe, and and the, the drow, double-pupiled. Those are your friends, correct? I My compliments to your research. Uh, I try to be well-informed. I hope you'll forgive me if that appears... Uh, creepy in any way. I don't mean to be creepy at all. I I just like to be informed. Well, considering that I go into your basement to find a bunch of monsters ah. eating the flesh of, you know, other presumably innocent people, uh, that's the least creepiest thing I've discovered this uh, afternoon. <laughs> well, I will say they are anything but innocent, if that does assuage your nerves. And that is something else that... Uh, is interesting to me about you, V. A normal, quote-unquote normal, adventurer might see what we're doing down here and assume the absolute worst of us. Uh, you see what we're doing down here and you see an opportunity. And in that regard, I believe the two of us, you and I, V, we are not so different. Let's shake on this collaboration. And he extends a hand. Oh, you... I come uh, <laughs> here and I you want to touch you want to touch hands and I'm just a little nervous about touching hands. Uh, I don't know it, anything about you. I don't know where you came from. I assure you my hands are clean. If you're referring to the contracts that we have the grass and the children sign, don't worry, this isn't binding in that way. 
it's just the handshake. Mostly, we don't have to do it. It's primarily just symbolic. V is very performatively going to take off her glove with the diamond in it, pull it off, and extend it to Adam. Okay. Uh, Adam sort of smiles. Even though he doesn't have gloves on, he pretends to pull a glove off to humor <laughs> you, uh, extends his hand, and you shake. A good, firm handshake. Nothing out of the ordinary, if so it appears. Uh, he sort of sits back down in his chair and he says, Wonderful. Well, in that case, I will send our best healer that we have, uh, Shakwar, uh, to assist you on your investigations of the riots happening in the mines. And in return, I will see what we can do about our dragonborn problem. Uh, v is putting back on her glove and she's like... Uh, thank you very much. You've been most accommodating, and I look forward to our future conversations on the matter. And you as well, V. Shakur will see you out. I'm going to stand up. Um, I'm going to blow him a kiss, and then I'm going to walk towards the door. Blow him a kiss, he winks at you back. Uh, and you go toward the door. You open it. Shakur's waiting for you. Uh, before like, Shakur's like, closing the door for you, but before you clo- but he closes the door, Adam says, Oh, and one more thing, V. Uh, from one former con man to another. Good going. Uh, and Shakwar closes the door and begins to lead you out. Oka. Manaya. The two of you have been brought into an office. Basically, y'all, y'all went back the way you came, and then the bodyguards, as well as Lady Saram, led you up, 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 toward like kind of like a hidden door uh, that sort of was lining the amphitheater. A dark tunnel, several offshoots, quite a few, until you finally ended up inside of an office. Uh, a large kind of cavernous underground office, not dissimilar to what V is currently encountering, uh, but much larger than Adam's office, a lot more lavish, actually. In fact, uh, everything here is decked out in frills and lace. And again, beautiful art kind of lines the walls, like beautiful art of like the gods, uh, of extinct dragons with their serpentine bodies twisting around each other in mortal conflict, um, of like legendary scenes from myths and history. And a lot of uh, stuffed animals as well. Uh, and big sort of like plush, like like beanbag chairs. Like you see a big like owl bear stuffed animal, like a big like teddy as well as just like a regular bear and like a big pig and like a, you know, just like a button. Every animal you can name is here. It's just kind of like cutesy. Uh, everything is everywhere. Uh, and everything, sh- everyone is here. Everyone's here. The entire woodland, all of the woodland community is here showing up in stuffed form. Um, she gestures for the two of you to sit in beanbag chairs. Oka is going to look at themselves because not only are they covered in black blood, like on the front of them from where they, you know, were fighting the face sealer, but their back is still bleeding profusely from where its claws rended them, and they really don't want to sit down in the beanbag chair. But I think before that, before they even get in, as they're walking, Oka is going to just kind of, again, like put their hand on 
Manaya's elbow and just like give her a little nod. Manaya's not going to sit down if Oka doesn't sit down, but she is going to grab Oka's hand and squeeze. Okay. Uh, Rev, the large drow woman, sort of ignores what the two of you are doing and awkwardly sits. Uh, <laughs> she's like huge, like in one of the beanbag chairs and looks extremely uncomfortable. Um, but Lady Saram just sort of smiles and she sits down across from you in a in the biggest beanbag chair. Uh, a very... Uh, if a beanbag chair could be luxurious, this is it. Uh, all frills, all lace, all beautiful embroidery. Uh, sort of almost looks like a painted egg. And she gestures uh, at one of her big, like, burly bodyguards who hands her a sheaf of parchment. And she, she consults it. She goes, hmm, rolls it back up, holds it in her hand, and she says, So, we now have some privacy. As you probably know, my name is Lady Saram. I am part of the guild. And the way she says it, you know, the guild has a capital G. It's very rare that I extend this uh, sponsorship opportunity uh, in the first place, much less to three individuals. So consider yourselves very lucky. And Rev actually butts in and says, so what do we get? We put our lives on the line fighting these monsters. We bleed for you. We get butts in seats. What do you give us? Money? Uh, and you can tell based on how Rev says money, that's not going to be enough. Or not what drives her, at least. Uh, and Lady Saram says, money? Sure. Uh, but the thing about the guild, uh, honey, is that we have perhaps the greatest wealth and resource of all. And what's that? Why, it's what it's been since the dawn of time. Information. Anything you might want to know, anything that happens, uh, no one kills a fly without us knowing about it. So, as a show of goodwill and good faith, if there are any burning questions on your mind, anything you've come to this three-faced city to seek, ask. I'll see what I can do. And in return, I, I simply, I must ask that the three of you fight in at least one more, one more match. At this, Manaya tenses up and squeezes Oka's hand. Oka nods. I, uh, <clears throat> I fear I may have, uh, dragged my friend in here unwillingly. Uh, well, for being uh, so unwilling, Manaya, was it? You performed extremely well. I, I must color myself impressed. You shouldn't feel bad about what you did, Manaya. You were stellar. Thank you, Lady Saram. And she, she does a, an Uhan salute and bows. Ah, Uhanahi, is it? It's been a while since I've met anyone from the kingdom. <clears throat> anyway, uh, I think that this may be a uh, not a two-for-one scenario. Ah, I see. Manaya, if it does make you feel better, those men knew the risks going in. If I can only get one of you, I'll be happy with that. As a show of my goodwill, again, I'll still allow you, Oka, uh, to ask me what it is exactly you're looking for, and I'll see what I can provide. What about you, Rev? Uh, Rev is just sort of looking at her, like studying Lady Saram, and after a brief pause, she says, A dog-headed man. Heard of it? And Lady Saram sort of smiles and steeples her fingers, leans back in her beanbag chair and says, I may have, I may not have. Is he whom you seek? 
And y'all see Rev sort of tighten her fist around the whip uh, at her side. She, she just sort of nods. And Lady Saram says, I may or may not have information on a man with the head of a dog. I assume you're all down for another exhibition match then, Rev? And Rev nods. How about you, Oka? What do you seek? Let me into that back room of yours. Back room? Is that all you want? A a tour of the monster cages? No. Uh, Everything. Everything you have on them, where you're getting them. Oh. Where you're keeping them in cages, what they do. I can go for as many matches as you like. So if this counts as more, count me in. You know, it's very interesting. What is it? And she's sort of, like, addressing the whole room, including her, like, stoic bodyguards. What is it about people asking after our monsters recently? Well, very well. You can tour the cages. I, I can answer the rest of your questions now if you'd like. I see no reason not to. It's not exactly guarded information. You can shoot a little higher there, darling, if you want. But if you really must know... We send out our employees, let's say our associates with the guild, to farm these monsters from the Kagunia Canyon. They like to hide in there. I have a feeling they prefer the darkness uh, more than we do. That's where we found the face stealer, actually, climbing along the walls of Kagunia. There's been quite a few monstrous activities down there, um, but we're not necessarily interested in getting to the bottom of it. so much as just getting the monsters into our pits and giving our audience a good show. And what about the rage in the mines? The mines? What do you mean, what about the, the rage? What information do we have on it? Yes. We've been keeping an eye on the rage, let's say. It's not exactly our top concern. The miners don't really have much to offer the <laughs> guild, and we tend to leave them well enough alone. That being said, what I do know about the rage is this. Seems to have started a couple weeks ago. Seems to be spreading every time it happens. Seems to take the strongest first. Seems to be contagious. I tell my associates not to go close to the mines. Anything specific I can help you with? You would be very... (laughs) No offense, but you'd be foolish to underestimate the miners. That's where I'm from. And yet here I am, your champion, perhaps? That's basic information. I learned that from talking to Mama Fish. Mama so Fish. More information than anyone else. I do. I'm not impressed. Uh, Lady Saram raises an eyebrow, and you see like her temple twitch a little. She smiles with her black teeth. Like I said, I have a wealth of goodwill, but it is not unlimited. And you notice, like, some of the bodyguards, like, they look at each other. <laughs> and they, like, they, their hands start to go to their waists where they have, like, weapons strapped. But they're not, like, unsheathing them quite yet. Um, and she just looks at them and raises a hand and they pause. Uh, and she says, I will let that insult slide. Because, again, your, your performance in the pits has impressed me. But be careful not to wear out your welcome here, dearest Oka. Is there anything specific about the rage that you would like to know. Where are they going, and why? Where is the rage taking them? My sources tell me the miners simply go deeper. They seem to be attracted to that. I hear there's a magical tunnel that's opened up at the end. They seem to be going through there, filtering in one after another like a line of ants. 
Something within the godspine calls to them. If, if I may, Lady Saram, I, I don't want to do this. But we have reason to believe that there are some sort of presumably powerful constructs deep in the mines. Constructs? We have them in Uhanahid, the, the, the like golem servants, mindless. Oh, yes, those uh, automatons. I've, I've heard of them. I, I've wished to procure one for myself as a toy. How harmful could they be? If we could procure your help in getting those miners back, I would be more than willing to attempt to bring some of them back to you. Those might be a little bit more exciting to fight as they can be rebuilt in your pits then. She continues to steeple her fingers uh, and sort of, like, ripple them against each other. That is a fascinating proposition, Manaya. These constructs would have to put up a good enough fight, though. I don't want something that can just shatter. I- I've heard these automatons are mostly used as house servants and toys. I Fighting, I'm... Hmm. They seem to be guarding something. I doubt they would not have combat skills. Well, the but... Should they be sufficient for your pits, I would ask that you either refrain from fighting the shadow monsters, or at least change how you deal with them. Uh, Respectfully, of course, lady. I I do like your tone of voice, Manaya. Uh, Your companion could learn from you. Unfortunately, these shadow creatures, as you call them, they do bring in the big bucks. People come here to watch them rip other people to shreds or vice versa. But if these constructs prove interesting enough, perhaps I could be persuaded. They do end up rending quite a few of our associates as we try to wrangle them here in the first place. There's a net profit here that I'm always keeping track of. Very well. How about this? Why don't the two of you go see what's going on in the mines? I'll let you hold off on your exhibition match for now. Try to bring one of these constructs back to me in exchange for this information I've given you. Does that feel fair? Manaya loses, loses her hand uh, that's holding Oka's. <laughs> At least let me show you how to deal with the shadow monsters once they're dead. Yes. Throwing them out. And why not? Because there are people stuck in them. Stuck inside of a monster? Whatever do you mean? I feel like by watching them, you may have, uh, probably should have noticed this by now, but you don't feel the leaves snap when they die? They're not going anywhere. They're stuck. People's souls, when they're killed, are stuck in the monsters. You have to take them out. Uh, where do the souls go? This is Rev. We've, we've lost connection to the after- so they just, they're gone? Uh, Oka is rifling through their pack uh, and is going to pull out one of the soul sacks. Uh, Mr. Rom looks like, is like, ugh. Like, it's like disgusting in her like little Pistel Wonderland office. Uh, but, standing there bleeding onto the floor, it's fine. But Rev looks at your soul sack and actually tenses uh, on the bean bags and says, where did you get that? Inside the monster. How many times do I have to say it? Uh, Rev gestures for it. Don't open it. I won't. Hand it over. This is a soul. Uh, So the soul... I knew it. I was right. The Raven Queen, she's not here anymore. We can't get to her. She... 
When we die, we die, and that's it. I knew it. They wouldn't listen to me, but I, I knew it. And Rev hands the bag back to you, Oka. Oka takes a sidelong look at her, and it's like, it'll, it's like the video game. Oka remembers that. Yeah. Oka will remember that. Yeah. Rev is, is, looks extremely jittery, and Lady Saram says, Okay, 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 I, I believe the three of you. How fascinating. It appears that your informational sources and mine should talk. Actually, I might have even uh, more reward to offer you in exchange, but if this is so, if these monsters take the souls of those they kill, and if we kill them and the souls are released, obviously that's not good. I mean... We are a guild, but we're not monsters. It serves none of us to have the souls of our dearly departed evaporate like morning dew. I'll tell my associates to be more careful when they dispose of the monsters, and you say each of them has a sack inside their body? A gross, saggy sack? Yes, I would like to take them. Oh, technically, honey, these monsters are our property. But rest assured, rest assured, we won't dispose of these soul sacks. I'll tell my associates to tie them up so the souls don't escape, and we'll store them. You have my word. All right. Surely it must be easier for an organization to keep track of these souls than a single individual. Perhaps. Very well, then. It's decided. And she claps very excitedly, and she says, bring me back a construct. I look forward to it. You'll know where to find me. Uh, go to the Queen's Gambit and ask for Threa. Uh, the three of you get up and you are ushered out of Miss Lady Saram's office. Uh, the bodyguards are escorting you out. Uh, the amphitheater, when you leave, is pretty much empty. There's like the same like uh, big like chariot being dragged around the arena to clean it. Uh, and as you're walking, you have an opportunity to talk to Rev if you would like. As they're walking out, Oka's just gonna like shake their hands out a little bit. Uh, and then, like, just be like, all right, all right, all right, all right, like, and smack himself in the back and uh-huh. cast healing hands. Okay, you smack yourself in the back and you cast healing hands. Uh, as a, a surge of divine energy ripples through you, you're able to suture up a little bit of your wounds. Okay, like, nods once at Manaya in case she's still feeling, like, a little, like, here. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then they're going to call after uh, Rev. Okay. Rev, right? Rev turns, looks over her shoulder and says, yes? Where are you going right now? I need to rest. That was a hard fight. You would find a mean. You'd be surprised. Uh, <clears throat> I think we can use your help in the mines. What are you after in the mines? Why do the riots matter to you? I... Why don't the riots matter to you? It's all connected. You're searching for what happened to the Raven Queen? Well, this is step one. Uh, Rev squints at you, confused. All of this is happening because the gods disappeared. The eight are gone, right? Yes. So instead of just wandering around the entire world, we have to go to the hotspots where things are happening. This is connected. The riots are connected. Is it dangerous? Yes. I'm sorry, I can't help. I'm saving my power for someone. Dog-headed man? Yes. I'll keep my eyes open. And Oka starts to walk away. 
I'd be grateful if you did. Mania turns to Oka and says, Have you ever felt like you're falling? Yes. Like you're walking down the stairs, and the last stair isn't there. And that moment that you might fall. Yes. This hasn't happened before. I didn't know it was like this. Those men are dead. I could have saved them. You'd be hard-pressed to save everyone in the world, Manaya. But I could have saved them. They were right there. How do you, how do you deal with that? How do you, how do you go on? Uh, Oka's gonna stop walking and kind of like reach all the way up to grab onto Manaya's shoulders and like turn her to look at them. And they're gonna fold their arms like over their chest. I had a favorite tree growing up and I would sit in it and I would climb it. I would go there whenever I was feeling sad. I loved it, I loved the tree. And the day that I watched it get cut down <laughs> felt like the worst day in the world. But trees get cut down, they fall. And I cried so hard that uh, my mother gave me a seed and she told me to go plant it and that someday something better would grow for someone else. You can't always save the tree, but Jesus, or not Jesus, but eight Manaya, you plant so much good everywhere you go. It's hard. I'm sorry. It feels funny, but I, I didn't want you to see that either. They're really gone, aren't they? My parents? Maybe. I don't know. But who knows what kind of seeds they sowed for you? What kind of beauty you'll find? Manaya rubs her eyes. Thank you, Oka. Uh, Oka kind of like claps her on the arm and is like, don't get used to it. But doesn't take their arm away, you know? And like starts to like lead her, lead her on. By the way, Oka, I appreciate the sentiment, but. I wouldn't believe for a hundred years that you'd ever cry. Ha! <laughs> Liar. All right, fine, fine, fine. Most of that story was made up. Who cares? You feel better. That's the point. I'm going to give you both a point of inspiration for that. That was awesome. A really, really cool scene. And on the heels of that, Oka and Manaya and V, the three of you begin to move toward the mines. But before you can get there, the three of you pass by a waterfall where a very familiar bird man is splashing. You see each other at the same time upon this waterfall. Dewey, what are you doing? Are you still in, in the water? Uh, I think I was talking to my sword. Okay, you're at the edge of the pool. Have you pulled the sword out? Yeah. We're gonna have to work on that. That can't happen again. What, what do you mean? Did I do something wrong during it, Father? You're fine. Uh, we hey, Dewey! Is that yeah. you? <laughs> and you quickly, he goes, <laughs> and you don't hear him anymore. Uh, and you see Oka and Manaya coming out from the crowd, uh, accompanied soon by V from a different direction. Oh, uh, I hastily get out of the water. Dry <laughs> off and you're like, mm. I thought you were going shopping. Wait, is that a bite mark on your arm? What? I thought you were going shopping. What is? Yeah, yeah, uh, it went fine. What did I? Ooh. Didn't notice that he's got like bruises and 
There are tons anything. of cuts all over your leg. Like, I got a lot of paper cuts from the book. What, how did your thing go? Well, uh, Oka looks at Manaya and then down at their hands, which are still kind of, you know, fucked up and dirty. I think maybe we all could use a little bit of a bath. Yeah, uh, you guys look rough. Uh, didn't find rough, but we learned some interesting information. We should talk later. Uh, maybe public showering area? Yes, I would rather we, if we discuss anything, we do it in the uh, private chambers. Where the fuck did you come from? <laughs> I've been behind you for like 20 blocks, it's okay. <laughs> Damn it. You know, you could just say hello. You could just say hi. The old habits die hard, friend. It's hello. it's a sign that I love you if I sneak That's up on you. Booker rolls their eyes a little bit, uh, splashes their hands in the water real quick, you know, and just kind of like washes up a little bit. So, while walking through town, V would have rolled down her sleeves to... She's got some scratch marks from Chicken Boys clawing on her arm, so she rolls them back up and, like, just washes them and stuff. The, the chrysalis are very wonderful people, and I can't wait to tell you all about them. Uh-huh. Well, do we want to stay here, or shall we go? Manaya is in the, in the bath, uh, washing out the black blood uh, mixed with her own, staring at it as it drifts away. Uh, the water washes away the blackness in the wounds, and it just seems to... The foam and the rush takes it. Shall we go back to the mining huts? I'm sure Mama Fish has cooked up something good. The farther away we are from Queen's Gambit, the better I feel. So, Rab, uh, the rage? Um, before we get to the mines, I think you should know that maybe there are some, uh, affected miners over there being wrestled by guards. Uh, I didn't want to get too... Dewey, you should have led with that! Eights! Oka's gonna, uh, uh, take off running in that case. Next? Oh, no! By Mahu... Did you just how, get out of a fight? How far are they away from the actual mines themselves? Has it grown... Has the radius grown larger? Has the area grown larger? Uh, yeah, it was, like, spilling out, out, out of the mines from what you could see. We're gonna be... It's gonna be hard to get in. There's a big crowd. I don't know how many miners there are, but it's a pretty big... Uh, are all four of you rushing toward the mines now? I know Oka mm-hmm. took off. Okay, Manaya, you're running V? Yeah, I'll do a little... <sighs> and start jogging along behind them. Okay, and Dewey? Uh, I'm, yeah, going after Oka, if only to make sure that they don't dive head Awesome. Uh, so Oka and Manaya leading the charge, with V falling behind, and Dewey bringing up the rear. The four of you run uh, through the crowded shop districts of Saraksha toward the back of this mountain stronghold as you're just rushing through through crowds, and you finally break free of all the uh, cloistered shops, the jutting waterfalls, and their various slick streams to find a scene of complete chaos. A riot has broken out in front of the mines. You see a uh, hut is on fire, uh, but that is the least of your concerns. There's just people just wailing on each other, uh, miners attacking each other, guards attacking guards and other miners. Everyone is just going buck 
buck wild and more people are streaming out of the mines and into the mines. It's complete chaos. And you actually notice uh, this seems to be a pretty recent development. There are a few people standing on the outside of the low fencing, the sort of fences in the mining area, uh, like whispering at each other, like, 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 what's going on? What's happening? Oh, it's getting worse. Uh, and you see a couple of adventurers near you, like, like muttering to each other and like going for their weapons and like carefully unsheathing them and stepping forward. Um, and you also notice like on the edge of the fencing, uh, a platoon, like a small troop of, of the Night Watch, uh, being like, hey, what's happening here? And one of them seems to be a, a captain of sorts, a Leonin woman. Uh, with actually like a mane, a fierce mane and like a grizzled scar across her snout. Uh, she's like barking orders and telling adventurers, says, adventurers, come join us. Let's put down this ruckus. If you're part of a guild, if you have formal training, if you have any sort of martial talent, I need you. So when I came earlier and there were some guards like trying to wrestle these uh, enraged miners, are those guards now fight, like also enraged? Yeah, it's spread. Oh boy. After you left, yep. In your absence, it has spread. Manaya's going to turn to the three of you and say, Oka, V, Dewey, get some water, get that fire out. That's going to spread if we don't control it. And then, like, beeline up for the captain. I'm going for her, trying to sort around the crowd, though. Okay. V, Oka? Uh, okay, Oka's going to uh, run for the closest water. Okay. I assume that there are lots of, like, buckets around, so you can, like, wash yourself. Sure. You know, for them? Yep. Uh, but it's like eyes on the crowd. If they see Mama Fish or the little kid Ibia. or like any of them, they're going to go in. Could I use Ray of Frost to try to put out some of the fire? Because it's a cantrip, so I... I will say you can, I'll, I'll let you use Ray of Frost, but you'll have to put yourself in danger to do it. Yeah, I, I figure both me and Oka will be trying to put it out. I mean, I don't expect it to be like the... I expect it to be as effective as running at with a bunch of buckets of water, so... Okay. Uh, yeah, I'll, I'll do that. I'll start using Ray of Frost. Okay, V, you immediately hop over the fence and you run into the fray, followed by Oka. You've scooped a couple buckets uh, full of water and you begin to run after V as well. I need both of y'all to make me a dexterity check uh, to see if you can dodge like the, the chaos of swinging fists and, and, and pummeling claws and, and, and rending swords flying all around you. Uh, Manaya, you pull up... Uh, to this Leonin captain, it appears, uh, of the Night Watch. She is wearing this um, uh, tough, kind of studded leather armor and these, like, big pauldrons, as well as the insignia of Dabathati. While this is happening, Dewey, what do you do? Is the waterfall nearby? There's a waterfall perhaps, like, 30, 40 feet away from uh, the fencing. I'm going to try and find a way to route that water. The party splits, you run over to the waterfall, and you begin to look around for a way to route the water. Oka and V, what did the two of you get? I got an unnatural 20. Is there any way to get to the burning building without going into the crowd? Not really. Then I don't think Oka would run in. Okay. And would probably try to stop V from running in also. Okay. V, you begin to hurdle over the fence with your 20, right? And you're beginning to like dodge the first few people when Oka, you call out. Wait, wait, wait. Don't, 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 don't. It's, it's spreading. Can you cast from far away? Um... Yeah, what's your range on Ray of Frost? 60 feet. Uh, you'd have to get inside the fencing to reach, because the, the, the hut in question is kind of far from, from, from the outside. Oh. Okay, while y'all are thinking about that, Manaya, uh, you go up to the captain, and she goes, Good! Is this everyone? We're about to go in, okay? Uh, Manaya puts her hand on her shoulder and, like, turns around to face her. <laughs> Manaya 
mm-hmm. salutes in the Yuhan style and says, Okay. Captain, apologies for the rudeness. We cannot kill them. The rioters? They aren't rioting. This is out of their control. There's something in their minds causing them to do this. Look, I have no plans to kill our own citizens, okay? My orders are to be non-lethal. Knock them out, sedate them, whatever you can. Bring them in front of the Senate for accountability later. For now, we just, we need to restore peace and order. Then you've got me on on your side. Great. All right, I need us to split into three groups. I need one group to take care of the fire. I need another group to round up everyone who's rioting. And I need a third group to go after, go into the mines and see what the hell is happening in there. Uh, is that loud enough to be heard? Yeah, she's, she's, she's roaring it, let's say, as a Leonin. You can, I mean, okay, uh, like, let's go of the completely and, like, pivots and it's like... You can't, you, it spreads, it spreads. Yes, the fire is spreading, I know. No, not the fire, the rage. You cannot go in there. Okay, because this is an extremely chaotic, confusing situation, there are like multiple people calling at her. There's like a multiple. I'm going to have you make a charisma check oh, to see if you can get her attention. I, I try not to call for charisma checks. I just like, like to see how role play works it out. But this is a chaotic situation. So make a straight up charisma check. All right. I have a negative two, everyone. I have a negative two. You do have one personal inspiration and eight collective inspiration. I'll use one collective inspiration. Okay. Just to see. It wasn't horrible. Go for it. Ah, oh, motherfucker. That was a two. Do you want to try again? Nope. You take the F. Uh, Oka, you're shouting, but your words are sort of drowned out. However, when you do get a few, like, regular schmoes around you being like, what? Huh? They seem to have heard you, and they're turning to you, looking for more information. Get maybe three or four other people. But the captain does not hear you, and she continues barking orders and is about to send people out. Do I hear Oka? Yes, you do. Manaya listens, or looks at Oka. Oka's uh, frantic. <laughs> and nods and turns to the captain and says, no, we cannot go in there. What the hells are you talking about, soldier? The mines are causing them to riot, are causing them to kill. You cannot send people in there. They will get consumed too. By what? The, the, the frenzy? The frenzy, the rage. It's, it... Listen, soldier, we have no other choice. Would you have them tear each other apart? Someone has to go in there. We have to take the risk. That's the oath I swore. I would have them contained at the gates. Don't let them into the city. Very well. Start grabbing wood. Let's build this fence higher. And she begins to bark orders for uh, scaffolding and uh, a fencing, some sort of like a, a makeshift pen uh, so the miners can't spill out. The soldiers scatter, uh, but the woman says, someone still has to put out that fire. We, we have to go in and take care of that fire. I think Oka's hopefully made it up to them by now, ideally. Okay. Uh, and it's gonna come out like right, right up next to Manaya. Send in your fastest people, fast, quick. Not, not the strongest, the fastest people to tear people off each other if they look like they're gonna kill each other. Send spell, spell slingers from, across, from as far away as possible. Any flyers to carry buckets, any magic users. Very well. And the woman turns and she begins to bark these orders. As you see like Aarakocra, you see like a couple sorcerers cast, casting spells on themselves so they can fly or like sprout ghostly wings. Uh, they're grabbing buckets, like people begin to fly over and you see like a, a cheetah-like uh, tabaxi like run in and people begin to rally. They begin to listen to your orders and it seems to be going pretty well, actually. Dewey, you're by the waterfall when all of this is happening and you're realizing, okay, maybe things are being taken care of. Are you joining the flyers, Dewey? I wanted to see if there was, like, a pipe on the ground or, like, maybe a long plank of wood and, like, stick it into the water Mm -hmm. so that the gravity from the waterfall brings it through the pipe or down the plank. And just sort of gushes into the mine area? Yeah. 
Okay. Over to the fire and where the people are fighting. Yeah, that would at least make the ground not flammable. Yeah, it would make the ground very wet, uh, and it would slow the spread of the fire, but it will also make the ground slippery. Why don't you look around and make me a MacGyver roll to see how well you can MacGyver this thing? I'm going to say that's survival. That's survival. Yeah. Wow. Do I, have, I have an I idea. I yes, me. Seeing that Dewey is doing that, what if as like the water's running off, I cast Ray of Frost to slowly turn it into like an ice luge of to like Flushing. direct the water even further in? Oh, like you're like ice bending it? Kind like of. a cool like water bending yeah. like ice moment. Yeah, why don't you describe to me what happens uh, after Dewey tells me what you got for your survival roll? Fifteen. Okay. Uh, you do a fine job. You neither get an additional boon, nor do you get a penalty. You do what you set out to do. You grab, like, some scrap metal, some buckets, like, a, some pipes lying around, and you, you just, you, you build it. You're an inventor. You, you hammer it in, uh, and the water begins to flow in a torrent uh, toward uh, the fencing. And V, you see this, and tell me what Ray of Frost looks like. Yeah, so I'm going to see that this sort of pipeline is being built, and um, I'm going to run up to it and... Like, I'm, I'm probably below it at this point, I'm assuming, at the angle. Um, so I'm above it, casting Ray of Frost, and it kind of helps just reinforce everything, builds, like, a little side, so it's not, like, dripping off the sides, and just, like, re- it's reinforcing as well as just, like, helping spread the water, and I'm going as close to the edge as possible, just make it, again, this, like, little tunnel that the water can flow into this area more. Cool. And it's going to be real cold, so if there's people in rage, this really cold water passing <laughs> through it is going to... Be a little colder. It's going to make them cold a bit. Okay, uh, so where the piping ends, V's water uh, ice tunnel begins, and you you bring it over to where the direction of where the, the house that's on fire is, and this like icy cold water uh, joins everyone else's efforts and just pummels into the uh, house that's on fire, um, and you see like smoke begin to rise as fire and ice and water collide. Uh, it finally sputters and goes out and does not spread any further. And in fact, like icy water rains down on the rioters, causing them to gasp and snarl and slip because it's slippery on the ground. And people are slipping and slipping off of each other. You see the, the cheetah like tabaxi skid and like claw like cats do like on the ground and is, is like unable to keep on her feet and she falls over as well. But the falling over does cause the, the riot to break a little as people are no longer able to hit each other, but they're like on the ground and they're scrabbling. Um, and a few of them seem as they like bonk on the ground or as like icy water falls with them, they seem to wake up a little. They're like, what? what's happening? What, what am I? Uh, but other people are not so woken up. It's a, pretty, it's a pretty mixed situation going on. And in the meantime, Oka and Manaya, I'm assuming you're helping to reinforce the fencing. Mm-hmm. You're grabbing, you're oh. like ma- constructing barracks. Let's say, like, uh, just like, 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 a, a, a walls. Uh, mm-hmm. and Oka's not, though. Oka's not? Uh, can I see anyone I recognize? Uh, yeah, I'm not even gonna make you roll for it. You see in the mist, the craziness of everything sort of hobbled uh, against a, a low wall, holding each other is Mama Fish and Ibia. Mama Fish is holding Ibia protectively. Right in. Going in. Okay, you hop over the, uh, like, a, a low area of the fencing, and people go, hey, what, what the hell are you doing? Don't go in there, it's dangerous. Uh, uh, okay, 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 okay. I know that I used my Radiant Soul already, but I think that Oka doesn't, Oka doesn't have a character sheet. They don't fucking know. They just know that they can do it usually once a day. By their understanding, their magic works through their blood. I will allow you to use Radiant Soul at a Devil's Bargain. If you will take it from me, I'm ready. I, I'm ready to hear your to hear your. Uh, I'm listening. 
All I'm going to tell you is remember what Dr. Aluso told you about your key being blocked, your spiritual energy. That condition is going to worsen if you push your body beyond its limits and use Radiant Soul, but I will allow you to use it. Yep. Okay. You push yourself. Oka, uh, Go for it. Jumps like is going to like you know hurdle over the. Um... Oh, they're gonna like. I'm sure there are like nails in the wood, right? Yeah, there are. They're gonna take a nail, quick, right where it was before, uh, and they're gonna jump over and try really hard uh, to to open up. And you do, uh, but this opening almost feels painful. It's like when, when you've, you've reached muscular failure, but you're forcing your body because you have to because of survival to push beyond your physical limits. And it, you're, the, the wings come out, right? Mm-hmm. The wings rip out of your back, actually, uh, with more pain than usual. And for a moment, actually, uh, you see like a, the skeleton of the wing where you haven't seen it before, kind of gore-covered skeleton coming out of your spine and a little bit of blood comes out. And then it... It, it, it shudders and goes back to the regular ghostly wings. Uh, and that tightness in your chest, that deep golden scar, pulses mm. once and then fades for now as you're able to use your radiant soul. Okay, ouch. Yeah, Oka is uh, just like getting up and over to where Mama Fish and Evia are. And it's like as fast as they can. I'm assuming that Mama Fish, since she is an orca, uh, weighs more than Evia does. Oka's gonna take Evia first. Okay, you go down, Mama Fish looks up and says, Oka! Evia looks up as well. You see that her face is like tear stained. She goes, Dingus? <laughs> uh, and you Oka's just grab her. Grab, like grabs her. Hey, hey, hey! Wait, take, take Mama Fish! Take her! I'm coming back! Shut up! <laughs> and she's like thrashing. She's screaming in fear and terror uh, as you bring her back over. You drop her down safely. I basically just drop her. You drop her. She goes, ah! Uh, she falls. You fly back for Mama Fish. Yeah. Make a strength check. Okay. She is an orca person. Orcas are heavy. <laughs> All right. I'm going to put you down for another inspiration. No, don't, don't. Oh, no? Okay, cool. Uh, What'd you instead get? of picking up Mama Fish, because Oka uh, felt how much that fucking hurt to do. Okay. Uh, and is instead gonna, like, use their wings to, you know, like, just, like, make themselves bigger. Oh, and shield her? Yeah. Okay. Uh, and it's just gonna, like, like pull her along, you know, like, co- like covering her with as much of them as they can, and they're, like, branching their sword on the other side. Uh, you, you cover Mama Fish, and you escort her back to the, uh, to the area of fence that wasn't built up, and you manage to help her get over it, and you... Get over it as well, just as they put up another plank and those those frenzied people, they, they bash up against the fencing. And now people who have been taken by the rage, they're kind of like zombies, you know, like angry, pissed off zombies. begin to like bat, bash themselves like against the ramparts, but the ramparts hold. They hold. And for now, the fire is out. Most people have been pulled out if they weren't already rage afflicted and the ramparts are built. In the relative unease that settles, right? Y'all can hear the snarling and the roaring and the guttural, <laughs> like, bumping against it. And people continue to, like, reinforce the ramparts. But there's less of the chaos and the panic of earlier. People are just, like, adding wood. And now, like, a small crowd has gathered, like, be- behind the activity. A bunch of people from this district are, like, of Suraksha are, like, looking. And, like, people are coming out of their homes. They're poking their heads out of, like, windows and, like, murmuring amongst each other, like, what is going on here? This woman, this captain of the Night Watch, gets up on like a crate and she turns and she says, It's Captain Hufia, captain of the Night Watch. 
We made a decision tonight to fence off the mines for the safety of both the miners and the, the health of the rest of Dabathati. In, in no small part due to the fast thinking of these two fine folk. Uh, and she gestures toward you, Oka, and you, Manaya. She says, I cannot take credit for their idea. I simply executed it. For now, the ramparts will hold. Uh, but a woman steps forward from the crowd and she says, My husband is a miner. I don't see him in there anywhere. Is he okay? What's going on? We're not entirely sure. All we do know is that some kind of frenzy or, or contagious rage has taken over the good, hard-working laborers of the mines of Ujval. I'll bring it to the senators, to the consuls. They'll do everything they can to figure out this situation. But for now, I need everyone to go home. If you're not going to pick up a hammer and a plank and nails, go home. Manaya raises a hand and says, if I may, Captain. Yes. She turns to the people. This rage happens periodically and for longer and longer each time. This too shall pass. It is too dangerous to go in there now, but rest assured, when this passes, we will go in and find as many people as alive as we can and bring them back to you. Trust that this will pass. Yes, exactly. I'm, I'm sorry, young woman. What was your name? The young woman from Wuhanahi? Manaya. Manaya, yes. Manaya. Though she may not be from Dabathati, from Talmud, her words ring true. This will pass. Well, how do you know? You just said you don't know anything about it. I assure you we're figuring it out, but panicking does no good. Please return to your homes. If you're able, please help us reinforce the wall. And the people, because she is like a well-known figure, uh, leader in Dabathasi, people listen to her words and they turn around, they look at each other, they mutter. They look scared, but most people retreat to their homes. Other volunteers step forward to help with reinforcing the ramparts. Uh, Manai's going to gesture for the rest of the party to come over, as well as Mama Fish. And Ibia? If she wants to tag along. Evia's tagging along with Mama Fish. I think Oka, uh, as once they got over the wall and the chaos was dying down, was like checking over Mama Fish and Evia for uh, wounds. Uh, they look maybe like a little bruised, battered, but there's no like bite or scratch marks or anything like that. Uh, the, the six of you huddle uh, sort of in, in like a corner uh, as like the, the hammering of, of hammers on nails and the hammering of fists on, on wall on the other end sort of blend into each other. Is the captain otherwise unoccupied? Yeah, she seems to be just directing people. You know, she's like managing a bunch of things, but you could try to talk to her if you wanted to. <laughs> I, as I come over and I see that Mama Fish and Evia are there, uh, I like pull back. I'm like, what, what are they doing here? Do you not understand the, the concept of a quarantine that anyone who could have been? And I do not get closer. Mama Fish and Evia turn and Evia says, the hell did you just say to me, Dinkus? This isn't like, like, a, like a virus or anything like that. You don't like, know what it is. Yeah, exactly. You don't know. You're acting scared? I'm, I'm 14, and I'm braver than you. I'm not scared. This is just the, the best way to handle it is to treat it as if it's... Well, you think you're too good to come come close to me, Dinkus? Uh, and Ibia seems to be taking out her fear through anger. Uh, but Mama Fish quickly puts two fins on Ibia's shoulders. It's, it's okay, Ibia. It's okay. I, I understand your hesitation, Dewey. I really do. But... Some information that we saw. I mean, we witnessed this firsthand, up close and personal just now. And if it makes you feel better, Dewey, it doesn't seem to be... It seems to be transmitted through through, through getting attacked, uh, assaulted in some way. Through the blood. And we weren't... We just... We got beat up a little, shoved. But I was very careful about protecting 
Ibia, we weren't bitten or, or scratched at all. You don't know that? You just said you got beaten up. I'm not... This is the... You need you, to go back. Are you calling Mama Fish a liar? I'm saying you need to take any possible precautions that we can take. What, are you going to throw us back in there? You don't monster! Try. You! You would throw a 14-year-old kid and an orca back into that pit full of ravenous... You are a soulless monster! And you're putting all of us at risk. I wasn't bit! Mama Fish wasn't bit! Don't you think we'd know if someone bit us or scratched us? We were just pushed around, sure, but no one got us! Yeah. I- Mama Fish, come with me. I'll check them out, Dewey. I promise. I went in there, too. Alright? Uh, I stand six feet away from everyone else. <laughs> I think our real-life traumas are affecting our right. play. Oh my yeah. god. Yeah, this isn't a viral infection, y'all. It's not like breathing can transmit it. It's more like a zombie zombie situation. Uh, Eva fi- says, fine, dingus. Gives you, like, one last dingus uh, to Dewey and follows Oka. How about the rest of you? While they're doing that, V, let's tell the captain what we know. Okay. Captain, a word. From what we may. Uh, yes, of course. Uh, one second, Lieutenant. How can I help? We have information about what's happening in the mines. Do you now? Yes. Uh, is it private? Confidential? Should we... No, this is important. People should know. All right. Well, tell me. Well, it seems that there is a certain almost mm, magical condition in the mines that uh, produces what people are calling the rage. And when people get this rage, it seems to affect the stronger people worse than weaker people. So sending your strongest in there to fight is actually going to be counterproductive. And on top of that, um, it seems to be somewhat contagious when raged people attack those who, if they hurt them greatly, which is why our friend Dewey's concerned. Uh, But we have been in the mines. We have been looking for causes and conditions. And I believe that we have a pretty solid game plan to go in there once this round of rage passes to go in there and perhaps end whatever is causing it. Yes, speaking of that, this happens in increments. They're getting longer and longer and closer together, but everyone has ended so far. All we have to do is wait it out. That is reassuring. But those who have been rage-afflicted, as you call it, do they get afflicted again? Does it come back? After it ends. I see. For now, let's keep the wall up until... As she gestures at the banging and the snarling. That dies down. I agree. I do think that we should send a unit in to get to the bottom of exactly what's happening in there. I feel like if it's originating from within the god spine, it must be able to end from within the god spine. Though the fact that we need to send the weakest of us does make it difficult. I would want to be there myself, but not to brag at all in any way, but I'm quite able with a sword. Right, and it it is muscular strength and not magical, so... I would not do well in there. Uh, my friends V and Dewey might do better in there than us. I see. Yes, I'm a wonderful sorcerer. You may have heard of me, my, but that's not important. <laughs> but mind. we've also gathered... You give her your from, business card. <laughs> yes, uh, I've, we've, I have personally taken upon myself to recruit very powerful magic users to help us along in this journey that are agreed to help us. And so I look forward to going in there soon, and we will wipe out whatever is causing this. 
further, we don't know how long in between the instances we'll have, but that does give us a period of time where we can send in anyone safely, as far as we can tell. I see. As I soon as it ends, we'll be on a timer. I see. I know I'll be going in. Do you know how, how much of a timer, or do you know anyone who would be able to figure that out? I'm not good with math, Dewey, have you? And she turns over to Dewey, standing a few feet away. I've certainly, almost certainly calculated it. I don't have it on my sh- <laughs> You actually calculated it, like, out of no, character? No, I'm saying Dewey, I'm sure, has calculated it. There is another way in. These mines, they, they predate Dabathati. They've, they've been there for a long, long time. I'm sure you've heard the stories. Uh, the tourist traps love talking about it. All of Dabathati used to be a, a tomb to the giants. At least that's what we tell the tourists to sell gems and money and, and make money and that sort of thing. Uh, you get it. We're, we're a city. We have to keep our coffers intact somehow. Because of that, there are alternate ways into the mines. Through the canyon, uh, I've heard there are uh, secret passageways located in Dabathati as well. So if we didn't want to wait, we could use one of these passages, get past those who are rage-struck, and, and go right into the mines. It affects people in an area. I wouldn't take the risk of getting anywhere near until this passes. Very well. We can, be, we can play uh, it safe as well. Further, there is an entrance that opened up in the mines. It seems to be some sort of perfectly circular tunnel that goes deeper beyond where they've been able to, to dig. That is odd. Uh, I'll have to tell my, my console about this. He will want yes. to know. Speaking of which, uh, Lieutenant, please uh, send a message to uh, uh, Abramed for me, won't you? Yes, Captain! Uh, and, and runs off to deliver this message. Very well, then let's wait it out. And you there, uh, Dewey, was it? You seem to be good at maths, if your spectacles are anything to be to, to judge by it. Uh, how much time do you think we have after this rage ends? Did the waves of rage coincide with the spikes of shape? You're not sure. You can try to make a few rolls to figure out based on your, your, the information you have and your deductions. So I know that the spikes of magic that Dr. Lusso was uh, calculating are getting closer together. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then one is supposed to happen in another 3.4 years. Mm-hmm. More like three years at this point. So it's almost like it has a half-life. Yes, and you do know, based on conversations you have with Mama Fish and the other miners, the first kind of wave of rage happened about a month ago. And then they seem to come, like, every couple weeks, and like, shortening every time. Okay, how many times have... How many waves of rage have happened? You're not sure. It seems to be, like, several. But you weren't given a hard number. Uh, the person who would know would be Mama Fish or Ibia. Well, they're a biohazard. Speaking of which, okay, okay, you have pulled. Well, they're a biohazard. <laughs> yeah, you've pulled Mama Fish and Ebia off to the side. How are you doing this visual examination? Oh, oh, ha 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 ha! I can do blood magic. I almost forgot. <laughs> Everybody, let's do some blood magic. Let's do dark magic with our blood. Since I already kind of did something fucked up, well, I still have my radiant soul. It's probably petered out at this point, and I think it hurts when it does. Mm-hmm. It like. Cracks. So what are you trying to do? I am trying to uh, just, I think just with my knowledge of my like blood work, just basically do a medicine check like over their bodies. Okay, make a medicine check over their bodies. <laughs> do I get advantage because I'm blood? No, you're not a cleric. Your understanding of the body is how to break it, not mend it. But I could find any breaks. I know where the breaks are. Just make a straight medicine check for me. <laughs> you can use inspiration <laughs> if you want. It wasn't a 20, but it was close. Uh, that's a 17. 17, okay. Uh, you go over Mama Fish. 
She seems to be like a little bruised, like battered around maybe. There's a few scrapes on her body, but no like bite or like claw marks. Our, her clothes are a little tattered. Uh, and she seems to have like a big bruise like on her left fin. Uh, you check Ibia, similar situation, a little banged up, some scruffs, some scrapes. You see like a scraped knee. Mm-hmm. That looks scraped pretty. She got got pretty good, uh, but no like bite or claw marks mm-hmm. either. Oka just kind of nods. Just stay here for now. I'm sure once the rage passes, Dewey will calm down. I told them we weren't bit. We weren't scratched. Do you think we're a liar? Uh, Oka rolls their eyes uh, and like just kind of like scruffs over Evia's head a little bit. Yeah, well, you look like a liar. Hey, you're very brave, all right? You can do that. And you're going to be fine. We'll need your expertise for later, so we're just making sure you're safe. All right? Well, whatever. I don't... I don't care what you think, Dingus. Uh, she turns around and, and just crosses her arms. And Mama Fish, like, pats her on the back and says, I I was able to save this for you, Oka. And and pulls out a, a fish skewer. Literally, I feel like you hide those in your clothes. I do. I do. <laughs> Here. Mama Fish, are you okay? Please eat this. I'm going to eat it. Fine. Oka takes it, but doesn't eat it quite yet. Okay. Are you okay? Oka, darling... What Ibia and I saw is very traumatic. We'll have to process it. I understand. Did you find Ravi yet? No, she wasn't in the pits. No, not in the pits? Well, that's too bad. I, I could have sworn that's where she'd be, but oh well. I'm, I'm sure she'll turn up somewhere. If it makes you feel better, she wasn't with the miners as well. And hey, I know you're going to ask us for more information later, but the miners that were missing, they came back. That's how all this started. They came back and started attacking. Got more and more of us. But Ravi wasn't with them, so maybe that's a good sign? Okay, just kind of nods slowly and takes a bite of fish. <laughs> okay. Delicious, right? Uh, you gain one temporary hit point. Fuck yeah, you! Uh, and you reconvene with your group. They look fine, but I'm willing to wait until the rage passes. I wouldn't wait too long. Uh, it seems like, depending on how many waves have happened already, we have anywhere from two days to a week before it happens again. Two days. That's enough time. I managed to get us a healer from the Chrysalis who is going to help us out. Good. We'll need them. Should we reconvene for the night, have a rest? Hopefully this wave is over in the morning, and then we, uh, we can't wait too long to go back in there immediately. I suppose so. Whatever lodgings we come up with, though, we should try to find some for our friends. And she gestures, nods at Mama Fish, Ibia, and any other miners who got out. I could buy us a nice hotel room on you me. You could. You could, V. You could. Finally putting a use I, to that, that glove of yours, huh? I'm just not... I cannot sleep again in those bunk beds one more night. I'm... <laughs> oh, V. Uh, Captain? Yes? You'll take care of them? The displaced miners will uh, set up some tents in Suraksha. If these displaced folks need f- food and any help, I would recommend you go to the Chrysalis. They would be willing to help you. <sighs> the Chrysalis, they're, they're, a, they're a sham group that worship a, a false god. But they are, they are willing to help, and why would you turn down free food for displaced individuals? We take care of our own. We don't need the help of some, some 
devil-worshipping organization. Look, because you're with the two of them, and she gestures to Oka and Manaya, I'll, I'll let what you said slide, but we don't... The people of Dabathati have spoken. The vote's gonna put an end to it. We don't consort with the likes of cults here. They are not the cult. I won't I, say much more. I've just seen the homeless in this city being helped more by the chrysalis than I have by the, your city. That's not... Ah, then damage our reputation. Surely you've also heard of the rumors of them disappearing. Like, I don't know I've what this... Been co- I've been inside the chrysalis. I've seen every inch of their facilities. They are wonderful human beings. You've what? Look, uh, you're lucky I'm busy and have other matters to attend to, but I won't forget what you said, elf. Uh, and this Leona sort of pins you with a glare. Manaya, trying to recover the situation, says, we appreciate all that you're doing for the people and hope that these... This rage will pass, and the council will deal with this in a civil way. Yes, thank you, Manaya. You're a great diplomat for your home kingdom. I will make sure that that is passed on to the consuls. There's a vote happening tomorrow anyway. I'll make sure this is... All of this is addressed during the meeting of the Senate. What to do about the mines. I I know the consuls have been putting it off. There have been other things on their plate, the refugee crisis, but this... this... And she gestures toward what just happened... We'll definitely push that up in the priority order. Now, it does. and she turns to the, the rest of the party, looking pointedly at V. Let's find a place to rest. Thank you so much for tuning in to this episode of Transplaner. Please consider giving us a five-star rating on Apple Podcasts. This helps so much with getting new listeners to find us. Music is by Connie Chong, CIS, and Fezlian Studios, used with permission. Audio mixing is done by Mike Graham. Give Mike a follow on Twitter at OMikeGram. That's O-H, Mike, M-I-K-E, Graham, G-R-A-H-A-M. New podcast episodes drop every other Tuesday. If you can't wait that long, tune into our live stream Saturdays at 3 p.m. U.S. Central Time on Twitch at TransplanerRPG. Also, toss us a follow on Twitter, Tumblr, Instagram, and YouTube at TransplanerRPG. We also have a Patreon. Patrons get early access to episodes, character sheets, high-res art, and much, much more. And finally, a very special thank you to our Patreon paragons. Abigail Rytel, Azura... Brooke Bright, Cassidy Barnes, Charles, Cora Eckert, Lex Slater, Moonflower T, Purple Mouse, and Risa.